Hello and welcome to the You Matter to Christ podcast. Many of our listeners and guests call this podcast an experience because throughout the variety of extraordinary people we have on the show, you'll hear stories of overcoming trauma, hitting record-breaking business goals, people forgiving the unforgivable, and yes, even miracles that will shock and inspire you. On this show, you'll hear from professional athletes, entrepreneurs, and everyday people from all walks of life. Discover the profound truth that regardless of your background or circumstances, you matter deeply to the creator of the universe. You were made for a purpose, and you matter to Christ. Get ready for inspiring stories, personal testimonies, and uplifting messages that remind us of the unchanging love and grace available to all. And remember this, you matter to Christ. And we're recording. Okay. We'll go. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another session of a podcast on living a better story. I'm your host, Rich Blakeman, and I have just an unbelievably outstanding guest this morning and really looking forward to our conversation. And rather than me tell you about her, I'll let her tell you about herself. Claire, if you could take a couple of seconds to just Talk about yourself, your name, your the business that you run, uh, anything that you want to say to introduce yourself to the podcast. Thank you, Rich. It's really great to be here with everyone today. Um, I'm Claire Price, president of Octane Growth Systems, and I work with businesses that want to increase profitability, productivity, and efficiency by developing a consistent, reputable system of revenue generation. We focus on six market accelerators to drive your business forward, and that is product development, customer acquisition, messaging clarity, brand building, market expansion, and sales success. That, that almost sounds like you've said that before. Uh, versions of. He's <laughs> <laughs> <Keeps> changing. <laughs> I, I understand. I understand, but words matter. So yes. getting the words right, especially since for a good part of your business, you're in the words business, uh, then words, words matter. So, so, so let's, let's take your head out of that for a minute. Okay. And, and let's, let's take you back to close your eyes for just a second and, and let's put you into your six year old self. Okay. Okay. And imagine that you're heading into summertime of your six-year-old self. What, what are the things that you remember being most excited about and really enjoying doing the most when you were six or seven years old? Okay, so when I was indoors, I was, I, I've been writing, Rich, um, 
fiction and nonfiction since I was five years old. I wrote my first short story, My Dog Nikki, when I was five. I still have a copy of that. that my wow, no kidding. Yeah, and I wrote my first uh, little short play when I was eight. So that was uh, kind of the indoor activity. And then my outdoor activities were, I like to lie under the tree and sort of watch the, the creatures and the birds and the different things that were, that were all part of nature. I've always enjoyed um, spending time out in nature. So that was a fun thing. And, and with my playmates, my other six-year-old fun thing to do was farm. We had a gigantic farm in our basement. I, I was born in Ohio and we had this huge uh, farm uh, set up and all of the creatures had names and we told stories about them. So it all kind of related together. Wow. So you had a place to go to just be yourself and be alone under your tree. And at the same time, you had a huge place to go and imagine and then you had an outlet for all of this with a pencil or eventually a pen and a piece of paper and to create stories that's right that's that that's amazing what a what a complete story that, that's fabulous so so tell me how does that connect to what you love most about the Claire of today and your career? Well, How do those connects, two things come together? It, thank you, Rich. It connected directly to my career because my first three jobs out of college were as a reporter. Um, my first two were a business reporter and I uh, ended up being a stringer for the LA uh, Business Journal uh, in Los Angeles at one point. And then uh, from that, I went to a really um, several year career as a tech journalist for Information Week magazine. And that got me involved in the tech industry, which I have been involved with ever since. First in my career uh, as uh, both a marketing professional and as an analyst, uh, tech analyst. Um, today with Octane, I would say that part of our secret sauce is content development. Love, love, love to do content. And I think that's directly related to being able to tell your brand story, to tell your customer stories, and really relate to the people who can use your, your services the most. Well, uh, you and I have had some customers, some conversations about that recently, and I now get a much better picture of when you said, you know, I, I'd love to get engaged in doing the content myself because I think that's one of my secret sauce pieces of what I do best. And I didn't know that it rooted back to five and six and seven-year-old Claire. Yes. That's, that's uh, that it's unusual to find something that has that deep and and that consistent of roots. Um, that's just a fantastic story. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's it's really fun. I mean, uh, everybody's story, as you know well, because you you also are so engaged in this with with what you do, Rich. Uh, you know, everyone's story is different. They're all unique, and um, they're all fascinating. 
particularly when you you kind of uh, you know uncover the 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 details or the the um, you know the origin story as as I know you're so good at doing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the warm and the cozy and the comfortable and all of the things that you felt great about the growing up in Ohio and moving that into your career. And I'm going to just make it a little bit uncomfortable for a minute because part of that origin story has other aspects. So tell me about a painful memory that still hangs around with you. I would say that um, the most the most difficult and painful memory that I had was losing my father when I was 25. Um, just kind of just getting started in my career, and he was quite a a strong uh, businessman himself, and was always wanting to promote me and help me to, you know, have the confidence and go forward. And I would have to say that, you know, losing him at that, and he he unfortunately died very quickly. He got um, colon cancer, and he died within eight months of being diagnosed. So it was not a lingering illness, but it was so it was just quite a shock. And um, I think I lost a lot of my confidence and a lot of my drive at, at that point that I've been able to, to get back. And I would say that um, I'd have to relate it directly to um, the Lord and how he steps in when we lose our, heaven, our earthly father to really support us as a heavenly father. So that's a, that's a beginning of the, a beginning of the way, the way out. Are there, are there other ways that that memory and that that loss became a blessing for you later in your life? Yes, I would have to say that I really feel that uh, it drove me to um, become, to really be, be uh, um, to really sort of come into myself and come into my person and to be able to um, focus on using my time and my talents to do the most, the most good and the most value in, in my career. And I think that's one of the things I really love about is being um, owning my own business and having the ability to work directly with um, my own clients is the ability to, to really make a difference in their businesses and sometimes in their lives. And that's, you know, I, I, I didn't lose my dad until I was, till he was 94, it was just three years ago. And, uh -huh. but I lost, I lost my mom much earlier and yeah. very hard. I have a, I have a sense of, you know, not only what's it like when you lose a guiding person in your life early and then the choices that you you take either side of the coin, either you have to make or that you get to make because of that circumstance. Right. And what do you do about it? And I've seen people um, kind of go many directions with that uh, in terms of how they have reacted. And some have reacted well, and some have had a lot more difficulty than others. 
Well, it, it did lead to a, a definite uh, change in career for me because at, at the at the time uh, that I just got, I went to Berkeley, I went to UC Berkeley and I was um, really focusing uh, on considering law school at the time. But after my father's death, I felt I really couldn't spend more time in school. I needed to get out and really kind of make my way and, and uh, you know, help support my mom and not just financially, but emotionally. So uh, that definitely made, made a change. Today, what is, what is it that energizes you the most? When, you, when you're at your peak of energy and performance? What, what's driving that energy? What's, what's inside that engine? So I would say it revolves around being around creative, optimistic, energetic people uh, who are thinking outside the block, box, who are blue sky thinkers. I love that energy that comes from being in a room with people that, that want to share ideas, big ideas, um, things that can really change the world and can make a difference. And so that is, that is just really energizing. For downtime, I would say it's uh, usually just reading a good book. Again, focusing on you know writers who are sharing good ideas. And then I also, in my, uh, in my other downtime, in my sort of guilty pleasure time, I like to read mysteries. So, uh, so that's uh, something else I really enjoy. I, uh, if I looked up, I'd find uh, uh, two Stephen Kings, uh, a Tom Wolfe, and an Anne Rand uh -huh. that I that I read over and over. Uh, which Tom Wolfe? That you, which Tom Wolfe? I am Charlotte Simmons. Okay. Yeah, uh, I like. Tom which is which is actually written pseudo written about a school right by you it's it's basically written about a woman at duke really even though, I it, does, even though it doesn't it doesn't ever call duke out in the book it's basically about an experience of a woman at duke if you haven't read it you really should read i am charlotte simmons it's it's a it's a fascinating book, but I I have a shelf on which I keep their their four or five books that I read um, uh, at least once every other year, if not every year, because I like them so much. And they're those they're just they're 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 reminder books for me, um, but they're also escape. So, that is a great recommendation. Thank you so much. Uh, ha happy to, happy to. Um, so, you, you know, you, you talk about the kinds of people you like to be around that, that energize you and fill you. So let, let's talk about you as one of those people. Um, what would you like to uh, accomplish in life? Something that if you accomplished it, would, would absolutely change everything for you? I think that one of the main things that I wanna do now, particularly in this time and in, in place is to be seen as a Christian marketplace leader, as a business owner who is, who is a Christian in the marketplace, whose business is being used um, to, to really further 
um, the goodwill and the gospel. And part of that is developing my business system into a product, which is not ready yet. I'm hoping it will be in the next couple of years that other consultants can license to help them develop their own consulting businesses that would deliver peace and prosperity for themselves, their clients, and their families. So your own way to give back. I, I have been, yes, I want to give back a lot. If I, if I have my, if I had my will and one of my, my, my dream goals is to become a, what uh, is called a reverse tither, where you live on 10% of what you make and you give away the other 90% to uh, create a foundation or something of that sort. Not quite there yet, but I'm working on it. Well, the, the first thing to do is to be able to see it. The second thing to do is then to be able to make a plan and have steps towards it. So absolutely. Uh, so let's 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 put a visual picture around that together. Let let's say that I just it's it's the middle of 2024 and you and I just met. And you said, wow, Rich, uh, I just had the three most incredible years of my life. What, what happened during those three years that would cause you to have told me that three okay, years from so, now? All right. Well, this is very challenging. I, I really uh, have to think about this for a minute. I would say the first thing is to uh, finish a business book that I've been working on for the last year that I'm about 20% um, into the writing of it. it uh, called Congra Congratulations on your new book. Thank you. Congratulations. Yes. Execute to win. It's about uh, bridging the gap between strategy and tactics so that business owners can really execute on their vision. Fabulous. Glad you got that published. What else have you done in the last three years that just really knocked it out of the park for you? So I now have consultants from coast to coast that are licensing my product and being able to use it to develop uh, marketing consulting practices of their own that allow them to have that freedom and flexibility, but also have a system that they can rely on that's consistent that delivers good revenue for them and for their businesses and for their families. Wow, what an accomplishment. That's, I mean, it's a legacy that you can leave behind. That's just, that's unbelievable. Anything and then, else? On a personal note, I would like to take a, 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 a trip vacation. I don't know if it's a cruise or somehow to Alaska. It's, that is definitely one on my bucket list. You're gonna have to take a plane first. It's a long cruise from from uh, Raleigh to Alaska, but yes, but, I agree. But, uh, but uh, um, I I can see how that would be on a list. That uh, I have not. I've, I've been to Alaska, but not by but not by cruise ship. So uh, yeah, my mother did it about ten years ago, and she still hasn't stopped talking about it. She whenever anything related to Alaska comes up, she she remembers that wonderful cruise. For my father's 85th birthday, he had been to Alaska several times hunting, fishing with friends. And uh, my sister and I took him to Alaska for his 85th birthday, thinking that it would 
probably be his last trip to Alaska. And we were up there about 10 days and we went deep sea fishing and, uh -huh. and we chartered a plane to fly around the, the peak of Denali to take photographs from above the peak. And, and, and at 85, my father zipped himself into a dry suit, climbed into a whitewater raft and paddled the river along through Denali National Park. Wow. Right alongside everybody else at 85. Okay, and well that's, I'm adding that to my list. So that's, that, that's, uh, that, that's part of the experience. It's, uh, you know, it's a huge wilderness place, but there's some magical places to be found inside of it. Uh, well, I'll tell you a funny story of what sparked the conversation about Alaska. Uh, one of my mom's and my favorite TV shows is the Great Food Truck Race on the Food Channel. And this year, the Great Food Truck Race is taking place in Alaska. So we've been watching it week by week as the, as the food trucks are being eliminated. And event next week is the finale, or maybe it just passed because we always, we always tape it. So, so you painted the you painted this beautiful picture of the future. Let's talk about the present. What is it that you're just tolerating in your business right now? Administrative work uh, is is something that I really put off. I'm terrible about doing it. I procrastinate, and sometimes it it comes back to bite me. The worst thing, and thank goodness I found a wonderful resource to solve that problem was accounting. I mean, I literally open QuickBooks and I get hives. I mean, that's how bad it is. But I did find a great resource a couple of years ago to handle my bookkeeping. So that problem is solved. And now it's the rest of the administrative work that I pile, I carefully file them into different piles and then, it, and then uh, studiously ignore the piles. So. And then magically it disappears and it comes back finished and organized and done and and you're no longer under stress don't i wish <laughs> um i'm i'm gonna at some point i'm gonna i'm going to get a virtual assistant i haven't yet but that's definitely in the queue for something i need to add to my business and i've used them in the past and i highly recommend them i just yeah. need to get that taken care of what bores you nothing nothing bores you Nothing bores me. I, I thought, you know, I, I, I really find, I just find just interesting. Things are interesting. I just find all of the things that I learn about interesting. And what, what I really, and this is off the subject of boredom, but how to, uh, I avoid boredom is I get interested in, in the subject that somebody is talking to me about. And I will give you three examples. My first example is with my um, cousin's husband. Um, who is a professor at um, um, in George, at the Georgia School? I can't, the name is escaping me now. But he was telling me about his research in um, zinc and mice. I don't know anything about zinc and mice, but I learned about zinc and mice. The other great right. conversation I had with someone was um, about beekeeping. Um, so I think it's. It, it, I don't think that you can be bored if you're if you're continually interested in learning new things. Well, you're naturally curious. I'm very curious. So that's fabulous. Fabulous. Um, 
if you're to name two things that are working and two things that are not working? What's okay. on the list? First thing that is working is this move to Raleigh, North Carolina, even though it was in the middle of a pandemic, which, which happened in July. I love the community here. I love the people here. I love um, the neighborhood. It's just the culture and the community and just this, this way of life is just stimulating beyond belief for my creativity. I live out in a small town called Clayton. It's out in uh, the countryside and it's just, you know, I can miss my turns because I just just enjoy the, the nature so much. And I guess that comes back to the first question about, you know, loving nature when I was, when I was six. Um, uh, the other thing that I, uh, I love is, is the bird watching around here. Um, I put up bird feeders and I get all kinds of different birds from uh, pine suskins to cardinals and, and a lot of different things. The, uh, what's not working? COVID is not working. I'm done with COVID. <laughs> I am so tired of, of, of the restrictions and the way that it's keeping people apart and, um, you know, the, the, the difficulties that so many people have had to go through, both personally and professionally, that, that I am just done with that. I, uh, I can completely identify with, with, uh, with your last emotion. And I heard the emotion more than I heard the words. So yeah. I, I, I get the emotion. I, I, I know the answer to this question from things you've already said and from conversations that you and I have had before, but I, I want you to kind of help us put a wrapper on all of our conversation by wrapping your faith around all of it to talk about what role your faith plays in all of this. How does, how does it permeate what you do? How does it permeate who you are? How does it permeate how you act? Business, life, anything you wanna talk about? Well, Rich, I think that that is an amazingly great word permeate because it really does permeate everything. I have to say from a, a faith journey story that I have always been a Christian. I was born in the church and I just was one of those people that I, it never occurred to me that, that this wasn't the truth and that, that, um, you know, that Jesus was not my Lord and that, and my savior and that he would not be with me. And then through my early career and my early uh, work life, I like I, I think a lot of people, uh, I really kind of got lost in the, in the world system and really achieving things for my own purpose, for my own goals and, you know, chasing that, you know, elusive uh, American dream um, that is sold to us. And, you know, through a series of, of different events, um, in, uh, God really had to sort of bring me back to him. And um, I really feel at this point that my faith journey is, a is, is stepping into maturity. Um, I joined a group of Christian business owners that is just an amazing group. Um, we meet once a month and it's really focused on building a biblically centered business and being a Christian marketplace leader. And if I could leave um, 
this group of listeners with one thought. It's to, to look for that place of faith in your life and it, celebrate it, embrace it, and see how that's going to cause you to, to step out and, and make a difference in the world. It's, um, I, I'm so glad to hear you enunciate that in that way and, and use words that are so meaningful to you and, and yet so practical that there's, there's nothing magical about it. It's just practical. It's who you are. It's how you act. It, it's how you run your business. It's how you are in your life. And, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, it has to be magical or, or, or it's not faith. And um, in many cases, that's really because the furthest from the truth, if it's not really just genuinely who you are, then it's, then it's something else. Um, and you're trying to fake your way through it. And uh, uh, I, I couldn't be happier that we've had the time to set aside today, Claire, to to talk about these subjects and to interweave um, the various aspects of who Claire is and, and your business and your aspirations and your dreams and your, your memories and how they've made you who you are. Um, uh, you know, we've just met recently. Uh, uh, I feel like you're a lifelong friend after today's conversation. Me too. Thank and, you. And uh, and I appreciate you taking the time to join with us. And I look forward to our journey together. Thank you, Rich. It's been a pleasure. And uh, I look forward to the next conversation we have as well. Absolutely. Everybody, thank you. Uh, thank you for joining us again today on uh, Living a Better Story. And uh, if we all have the opportunity to live the kind of better story that uh, Claire has painted for us as to the better story she's looking for for herself. The world will be a much better place for our children, our grandchildren. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on the You Matter to Christ podcast. We hope this journey has reminded you of the incredible truth that your life holds immense value and significance to Christ. As you go about your day, May you carry the assurance that no matter what you face, you are deeply cherished and loved. Remember, you matter to Christ. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with others who may benefit from this message. Stay tuned for more transformative episodes where we continue to explore the depth of God's love and grace. Until next time, Remember that you are not alone. Christ's love is with you, guiding and strengthening you every step of the way. May your life be filled with hope, purpose, and the knowledge that you matter to Christ. <laughs>